happy 2019. I know some of you are probably glad to see 2018 go. Anybody? Anybody? Is that yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but here's what I want you to know about 2018 when you look back on it. Don't look back on it with disdain. That's the best. The enemy just wants you to look back on it and be like, oh, I was miserable. It was another year that God gave to you and he was faithful to you and not for a minute were you forsaken. Like not for a minute. Come on, turn to somebody, encourage them and say, you were not forsaken in 2018. You were not forsaken in 2018. Hey, also high five somebody and tell them, hey, you're starting 2019 good. Good choice coming to church. Good first step. Way to go. Hey, if you're brand new, my name's Brad, and I'm the pastor, and if I didn't get to meet you before service, uh, my wife, Laura, and I, were always back by the doors. We would love to meet you and say hi, so if you brought a friend today, bring them back and uh, let us say hi. One of the ways to connect with us, by the way, is through the Next Step cards. It's probably the best way to connect with us if we don't meet you at the door. You put your prayer requests on there, however we can be praying for you. We pray for every request, by the way, for 30 days. Uh, Some of them that have been coming in in the last couple weeks, I wanted to share with you. Uh, somebody said, hey, pray for me that God will bless me with a vehicle to get to work and back. Listen to this. So I can make enough money to get my own place and get my kids back. That's good. So somebody in these seats, you can answer that prayer. You're the answer to that prayer. you got a car. You've been thinking about selling it. You just need to give it. You just need to give it. And... Uh, just write on a next step card if you want to do that. Somebody else says, pray for my dad to stay sober. Talked to a lady right after her first service, and she said, hey, coming up, I think she said on the 27th, one year sober. One year sober. Yeah! Come on, we celebrate that. Give you some hope. I don't know who this person is, but to give you some hope, um, one of my good friends that's a part of our fellowship is... Uh, struggled with alcoholism for years and nearly lost his life last year and it was really very tragic, very difficult but he's been four months sober so uh, there's hope for you and uh, last week I I met him after service and uh, we were standing right back over there in the corner and he said, uh, hey I'm going to have a dry new year just at home, just at home, just staying home and I was like just seeing him alive and vibrant, the love of Christ just radiating through him was just so powerful to me. Here's a praise report. I want to give God some praise. Somebody said, my niece, seven years old, uh, my niece has a got a new heart. Her heart was, she got a brand new heart. So praise God for life. Praise God for life on that. Whatever your prayer requests, write them on there. You've, you've walked into a place of hope and healing and peace and purpose. Uh, it's, it's the same as it was last year and the year before, and it's going to be the same going forward. That's what we want for you. That's what we believe God has for you. And so we're going to kick off this new year with a new series called Sink or Swim. Like, I know some of you feel like you're just barely keeping your head above water. Like 2018, you felt like you were drowning. And I believe God wants you to rise up above the waves in 2019, and he wants good for your life. Anybody? Anybody want that? Anybody believe him for that? Good for your life. Either God wants to do that for you. Um, if you have a Bible, go to Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13 is where we're going to be through this entire series, by the way. Uh, 
this is a real classic story. Just, I think everybody's heard it. Moses, children of Israel, and the parting of the Red Sea. And we're going to look at different things about this story. If you don't have a Bible, I encourage you to download the YouVersion app. Look for the New Living Translation. That's what I, I read out of. But in Exodus chapter 13, uh, if you're new to church, Moses and the children of Israel, they'd been in captivity for about 400 years under the oppression of the Egyptians, the most powerful military force and um, nation on the globe at the time. And God miraculously delivered them. And he was getting ready to lead them out to what we know as the promised land, where modern day Israel is today. They, They were headed for this promised land that God had spoken about for so long. And in chapter 13, verse 17, Let's read this together. It says, When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said if the people are faced with a a battle, they, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the the Red Sea. And we're gonna look at that next week. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Then it says, Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. Now you're like, what? Joseph was kind of like the great grandpa. Uh, Joseph was, you may be familiar with the story, may not. Joseph, his 12 sons became the nation of Israel. He was taken into captivity in Israel, rose to be second in command in Israel. But then he's like, hey, when I die, take me out of here. I'm going with you. It's like your crazy grandpa. You know when your grandpa gets crazy and asks you to do weird things? You're like, this grandpa, that's just the way we're going to do it. He said, this is how we're going to bury him. This is how we're going to do it. Okay, so that's kind of what's happening there. It says, the Israelites left uh, Sukkoth and they camped at, the e- at, camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night, and the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. Uh, The title of my message today, I wanted to start this year off right, and I think I I am so pumped about every title of this message. I'm like, I could just give you the title, and then we could just pray and go home. It is that powerful. And it just goes, I mean, it's the most creative thing I have done. I've so, been so proud and so waiting to give you the title of this of our series called Sink or Swim. Today, I want to talk to you about floaties and flippers. That's good. I know. Just let it sink in. Just let it sink in. I'm going to pray and you let it sink in, okay? All right. God, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing us through 2018. Thank you for new life in 2019. You are a good and glorious God, and if we don't just stop right now and give you some praise in this place, God, then, man, whew, you deserve it. Let's give God some praise right now for, the, for all that he does, all that he is. Father, thank you so much for all that you are and all that you do. You are so deserving of our praise, and now, God, we want to We want to just hear from you. We want to listen, God. We want to be intent, and we want to be intentional to grow in our faith today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, all right, you can sit down. Uh, Did anybody here grow up uh, going to the public pool when you were a little kid? You went to the public pool? I loved going to the public pool as a kid. It was awesome as a kid, not so awesome as an adult. Because uh, when you become an adult or a parent, your, your body changes, like weird stuff happens, you know, and you get the dad bod, you know, and you have to take your shirt off at the pool. Dads, we have to take our shirts off at the pool, which goes something like this. <gasps> <gasps> and then we release. That's kind of how 
<laughs> goes for dance at the pool. And, and I mean, come on, ladies, you know that feeling. You're looking at that lifeguard up there and you're like, really, girl, 16 years old? Just wait till you get to be my age. And it just all goes crazy places, all right? <laughs> I mean, that's just, but, but as a kid, I, I loved going to the, to the public pool. And, but when I was, I remember being young, very young and not being able to swim. Anybody remember that where you were stuck in the shallow end? So frustrating because you'd look over and everybody's having so much fun in the deep end. You just wanted to go to the deep end, but you couldn't go to the deep end because you didn't know how to swim. I remember vividly as a kid sneaking towards the deep end, hoping my mom didn't see it, but she had some kind of Jedi powers where she could see, you know, she'd, be, have her, she'd have her face buried in a Harlequin romance, pumping Madonna on the Walkman, and, and yet somehow, hey, get back to the shallows. You go back to the shallows, and anybody have their moms put the floaties? Remember the floaties? Anybody have them do that to you? Yeah, that's not embarrassing when you're 14 years old. That's not bad. Okay, mom. Yeah, chicks dig this. This is awesome. I, I do remember vividly, though, having the nose plug with a little rubber band piece around the back. Anybody? Am I alone in that? Thank you. All right, a couple people in the back. Thank you. Okay. I, I, I just never wanted to get water up, up, up my nose. But I, I remember just wanting to learn how to swim. And, and I remember specifically one summer, I was probably eight years old, and me and my buddy decided we were going to sneak off to the public pool without our moms knowing it. And so we did, we, and we had to make this trek like three miles to the, to the public pool, and we get to the pool, and my buddy could swim really good, and so he just jumps right in the water. I don't know how to swim, and so I get up to the edge, and I'm like, all right, um, I guess I'll just figure it out, <laughs> and I jump into the water in the shallow end. One problem, it was four feet deep. And I was about three foot ten, just over my head. And I remember when I jumped in the water and hit down, I was like, oh, I have a problem. <laughs> but I'm a creative problem solver. And so I decided, I know what I'll do. I'll just <clears throat> like this. And so I went along the shallow and just going, <clears throat> <clears throat> and then I figured out because I was getting tired doing that, I figured out if I got up on my tippy toes, I could do this. And as long as the kids weren't splashing, we could get my breath. Now, I remember very vividly hearing the muffled sound of a whistle, the dreaded lifeguard whistle. And when I popped my head up out of the water, there's this lifeguard, not rescuing me, yelling at me, get out of the pool! Like, I can't swim! Get out of the pool! Where's your mom? I'm like, hey, mom's out here. And then my buddy came over, we got kicked out of the pool, and we had to do this walk of shame all, all the way back home. I, I think for all of us, when we're looking forward into 2019, we all have hopes and we all have dreams, and we, we, we all, we all want to swim in the deep end. 
We don't want to be stuck in the shallows. We want to swim in the deep end and the goodness and the good things that God has for us. And maybe for you that is like when you think about your family, like you want your family, you're thinking about your family and thriving, great things happening for your family. In 2019, like the the prayer request, man, I want to have my family reunified together. Maybe there's a dream you have for that. Or maybe maybe you're single and you're just hoping this year, man, I'm just praying somebody's going to swipe right. That's what I'm... Hoping it's going to happen. Maybe some of you, it's, it's, it's financial freedom. You're just tired of sinking under the weight of that financial stress, and you want to be financially free. Maybe it's a dream. Maybe it's a hope or a dream that God's put in you or a ministry that he's, he's wanting you to birth, and you just you think, man, I just want to do that. I want that to happen. Or, or maybe it's something spiritually in your life. You're not where you want to be spiritually, and you're just hoping this is going to be the year you're going to have some spiritual breakthroughs. What I want you to know is this. God doesn't want you to just get your head barely above the water and just barely make it through 2019. No, God wants to rise you up above the waves. God wants good for your life. We are, these are not just songs we sing. These are not scriptures we read. This is our God. He wants good for you in 2019. Come on, encourage somebody around you. Tell them he wants good for you. Encourage somebody. Tell them he wants good for you. God wants good for you in, in 2019. But unfortunately, so, so many people, they, they, they want to skip the floaties and the flippers, and they want to take the shortcut and just jump right into the deep end. There's only one problem with that. Like, you, you, if you don't know how to swim, you're going to sink. But God doesn't want you to. And so many people, they, they skip that and they take the shortcut and they wonder, why are my relationships failing? Why are my finances in trouble? Why is my health not where I want it to be? Why am I not in shape? Why, why is this happening? Why, why, why? And it's because we're trying to take shortcuts. And God's saying, I don't want you to take shortcuts. You need to start in the shallow with the floaties and the flippers. And so this is what's happening with the children of Israel. They're facing this same dilemma. They're coming out of Egypt, and they've been set free, and God says you're not going to take the shortcut to the promised land. Look back at, at verse 17 of Exodus 13. It says, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that leads through the Philistine territory. Say this with me, What? even though that was the shortest route. That was the shortest route. It was the shortcut to the promised land. No, God said, uh, if the people are faced with a battle, they're gonna change their minds, they're gonna return to Egypt. So God led them where? In a roundabout way. He led them in a roundabout way through the, through the wilderness toward the Red Sea, and thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. So get the picture here, they're, they're, they're leaving Egypt, they're super stoked, they're super excited, they're celebrating, they're actually, Scripture tells us they're mocking the Egyptians, so they're like, you know, walk like an Egyptian, walk like an Egyptian. And see, I mean, they're, they're mocking them as they leave, and they're super excited, they're like, woo-hoo, here we go, woo-woo-woo-woo-woo, and then suddenly Moses takes a hard right into the barren wilderness, Huh? Hey, whoa, yo, that's right over the hill. Yo, Mo! Hey! 
He's taking them the roundabout way. He's taking them the long way. Have you ever ridden with somebody who refuses to take a shortcut? No, the GPS says it's supposed to go this way. I know, but if we just turn right here, we'll be there. I know, the GPS says to go this way. Some of you face this when you leave church every Sunday. This is your dilemma. You're like, you're leaving, and you're like, hey, you know, if we just make a left here, we can get on the turnpike, be home in 10 minutes. I know, that costs like 80 cents. I'm not paying the 80 cents. So it's 45 minutes to get home. Use two gallons of gas. I just gave you something to do on your way home. Some of you, just, some of you are going to leave today, and you're that, that's what you're going to talk about. Are we going to turn left or are we going to turn right? Well, you heard the pastor. Well, he didn't really say to turn left or right. He didn't say which one was right. I leave that up to you in the discernment of the Lord. All right, so <laughs> you'll figure it out. But, but, but we, we want to take the shortcut, and, and many of us are, are like the, the, the Israelites leaving Egypt. We're like, goodbye, 2018. No more bricks. Whoop, whoop. Leaving that one behind. I mean, because 2018, frankly, felt like slavery to you. I mean, and you're just glad that's over, and you're like, God, please, 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 no wilderness. Please, no wilderness. I want, I want the shortcut. And I want you to write this down, and I think this is, this is hard to, to, to write down. It's hard for, to, to receive, but it is the truth. And if you don't let this truth sink deep into you, you will have a miserable 2019. This is why so many people are miserable in life, because they want the shortcut. But here's what I want you to write down, because this is so important for you. Shortcuts can cut short the promises of God. Shortcuts, short, shortcuts cut short the promises of God. There are no shortcuts. I mean, if it, listen, think, think of the Israelites here. If they had taken the shortcut, Scripture says they would have been uh, defeated by the Philistine army. They were the most powerful, next to the Egyptians, powerful army on the planet. And God said, no, if you go that way, you're going to be defeated. And I mean, it, what, and, But the Scripture says they were like an army, ready for battle. Wait a second. The key word there is like. They were like an army ready for battle, but they were not an army ready for battle. They had been 400 years in slavery. They didn't know how to fight. They would have been defeated. They would have never gotten the promise that God had for them. They were not prepared or ready. And God said, I need to get you prepared. I need to get you ready. And God's like, I need to get you battle ready. And God needs to get you battle ready so that you can inherit and move into all that God has promised for you. A couple weeks ago, I went... Uh, duck hunting with some pastors in the Tulsa area, some great guys that we do life together, and, and uh, they're just doing, tearing it up, doing amazing things in our, in our city. And I got to go duck hunting, had, had an incredible time. Here's a picture of me with a couple of the pastors. I'm the guy right there. I'm the stud. You can probably see which one I am. You probably easily pick me out. I'm the good-looking one that totally looks like he knows what he's doing. I'm the guy second to the left, okay, if you can't find that. Uh, I look good, don't I? I mean, look at that. I just look like... I look good. <laughs> That's right. Take my picture. That's right. I'm going duck hunting. If that picture doesn't impress you, look at this one here. This is me with a sniper rifle. Oh, look at that. That's your pastor with a sniper rifle. Oh, and you are not impressed? I look like Jason Bourne there. I'm not, I, am, I am not kidding you. I, when I got down there on the ground, I was like, I am Jason Bourne. I am Jason Bourne. The target was 1,500 yards away, and I'm like, I am Jason Bourne. And I fired that rifle and completely missed 
the entire hill that I was aiming at. And I didn't even get a duck while I was duck hunting. Here's why. I've never been duck hunting. I barely fired a rifle. Everything you see in this picture is borrowed. I borrowed the boots, I borrowed the pants, I borrowed the shirt, I borrowed the gun, everything was borrowed. Listen, there is no shortcut to becoming a great duck hunter, and there is no shortcut to your promise. There are no shortcuts to a promise, and this is why some people live a defeated life. This is why people are defeated in 2018, it's why they'll be defeated again in 2019, because they want to take a shortcut. And there are no shortcuts. I mean, some people are, are still single, frankly, because in 2018, they look good on the outside. Their Tinder profile was spot on. I mean, looking good, right angle, like lovely walks on the beach. I'm a Pisces, and I, I look at the lovely poodle I'm holding. I mean, just, you know, perfect profile. But on the inside, a mess. A mess, not willing to work on themselves, trying to take the shortcut, look good on the outside, and wondering why every relationship is failing because you're not willing to go the roundabout way and work on yourself. Some people are, are financially buried and sinking, and the reason they are is because they tried to take a shortcut in 2018 by putting Christmas on a credit card. And now it's January and the bill is coming and there is no money to pay for it because you tried to take a shortcut. So some people are not physically fit like they wanted to be because in 2018 their wife made way too many cinnamon rolls, okay? And I'm telling you, I am, I mean, that person is, <laughs> I can tell you 2019 is probably not going to be any different for me. What is it? What is it that in your life, some people, they had a dream, something they want to do, and they have these hopes and these aspirations, but in 2018, they didn't do the hard work. They didn't put in the long hours. They didn't, they didn't do what needed to get done, and they just took time off to do what they wanted to do. You know what I love about our church is last year, I think that I may have this number wrong, but over 60 people, I believe it was, went through our Discover class for the first time. 60 people. You know what that is? That's 60 people who said, I want to go the roundabout way. I'm going to do the hard work because I believe God has a purpose for my life. He has a plan for my life. He has a dream for my life. And I want to know what it is. And so they said, I am going to go to that class. And I'm going to be a part of that class. I'm super stoked about the people who went one extra step and they said, I want to be a part of a Discover group. Beginning tonight, there's going to be a group of people that are going to meet in our living room with Laura and I, and we're going to take them through the Discover assessment. Is it easy? No. It is hard. All week long, they've been doing homework, and then they're going to show up tonight, and we're going to spend two hours going through the assessment together, and we're going to do it for four weeks in a row. I'm wore out just thinking about it. But you know what? Those people have said, I don't want to take a shortcut. And the reason some people have not achieved their dreams or not started that ministry or don't know what their purpose is is because they're like, I'll just figure it out. Some people are spiritually dry because they're spiritually disconnected. 
They were spiritually disconnected in 2018. They were disconnected from the word. They were disconnected from the body of Christ. They, they connected to the wrong people. They're like, you know, my friends are good enough. I don't need to be in a core group. I mean, that's that, whatever. That's great. You know what I love about this place? Over 200 of you have said, I want to I be in a group. I want to be held accountable. I want people in my life. I need people in my life. I need good friends helping me make good choices and good decisions in my life. And so you're carving out that time in your week to say, I am going to go the roundabout way. Is it easy? Is it convenient? Do you get tired? Do you not want to go? Do the leaders not want to clean their house? All of that is absolutely true, which is why so many people say, I'm good. And they're not good. And things are not good. In fact, if you're not in a group, I encourage you, get into a group. Get into a group. We're going to be starting groups up here very quickly. In the month of February, we're going to have, uh, we want everybody in a group for four, just four weeks. Just four weeks. We're going to go through a relationship series. Laura and I are going to be co-teaching together. It's going to be amazing. And if you're not in a group, grab a Next Step card. We'll help you find a group. Say, I am not going to take a shortcut in 2019. I'm going to do the hard thing. I'm going to go the roundabout way. Because, listen, shortcuts cut short the promises of God. You've got to be willing to go the roundabout way. In fact, write this down. The roundabout way gets me battle ready. The roundabout way gets me battle ready. If you wonder why you're always defeated... Why am I always defeated? Stop for a moment and say, wait a second. I'm not battle ready. I'm trying to take a shortcut in this relationship with my walk with Christ, in my finances, whatever area of your life it is. I'm trying to take the shortcut. That's why I'm defeated. I've got to go the roundabout way. Because it's in the roundabout way. It's in the wilderness that God teaches you. It's where he prepares you. It's where he equips you. It's where he provides for you. It's where he builds your confidence. It's where he builds your strength. So when the battle comes, you are battle ready. One of my favorite stories in scripture is of David. When he was anointed king, there was another king at the time, if you're not familiar with the story. His name was King Saul. And King Saul found out about David and knew that David was going to be his replacement, and he got jealous of David, and he started to hunt David down. And so David ended up in the wilderness for a decade, for a decade, for a decade in the wilderness. And so he's in the wilderness, and all of a sudden he sees that one of my favorite stories is Saul is coming after him, and and. And so he hides out in this cave with his men, and, and they're hiding out in this cave, and Saul and some of his men come into the cave, and David and them are in the back, and they're hiding. Saul is in that cave, and one of David's men says to David, hey, now's your chance. Kill him. Kill him now, and you can take the throne. And David says, I will not take the shortcut. I will not take the shortcut. He is the anointed one of God, and I will not touch the anointed. So he does this interesting thing. He has one of his men sneak up and cut off part of Saul's robe. And when Saul leaves the cave and he's off at a distance, David comes out of the cave holding up the robe. And he says, Saul, it's me. I could have killed you, but I didn't because you're the anointed one of God. And Saul looks back. At David, and he's stunned in that moment, and he says these words in 1 Samuel 24, 20. Saul says this back to David. Now I realize 
that you are surely going to be king and that the kingdom of Israel, it will what? It will what? Flourish. It will flourish under your rule. It was in the wilderness that God prepared David. It was in the wilderness that God equipped David, that he trained David, that he gave David confidence, that he gave David everything that he would need so that one day he would ascend to the throne and David became the greatest king Israel has ever known and this world has ever known. This is our God. This is what he will do for you. If you say, I will not take the shortcut, I will go the roundabout way, you prepare me, God, I'm gonna get battle ready. Come on, high five three people and tell them, get battle ready. Get battle ready. Get battle ready. God wants you to flourish. He doesn't want you to fail. The enemy wants you to fail. You, I hear it, you hear it. You hear the whispers, you hear the thoughts, you, the things that come into your brain. Man, you, 2019 is gonna be like, this is gonna be a repeat of 2018. You thought you could do this, but that's never gonna happen. Oh, this was gonna be the big breakthrough. 2018 was gonna be your big breakthrough year. Look back 2018, did you have a big breakthrough? No, I didn't have my big breakthrough. Here you go. Another year of failure coming your way. That is the enemy, planting seeds of doubt because he wants you to get stuck. He wants you right where you're at. But listen, God wants you to flourish. He doesn't want you to fail. Like somebody, Write that down. God wants me to flourish and not fail. God wants me to flourish and not fail. Some of you just need to say that over and over and over again. No matter what you face, no matter what comes your way, man, I'm going to go the roundabout way and I'm going to get battle ready. I like what verse 20 says here. The Israelites, they left Sukkoth, and they camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. I think a, maybe a more appropriate pronunciation of Sukkoth would be Sukkoth. Oh, don't look at me like that. Some of y'all, I can't believe he just said that in church. I just, I, I don't know if I can go here if he's going to talk like that. You were thinking it when you saw it. You're like, that looks like that one word that you shouldn't be saying in church. <laughs> Listen, for some of you, this is where you are. This describes your, your 2018. It sucketh. I mean, that's just it. That's just where you're at. I want to leave sucketh behind. I mean, this is, this is just where, you know, I mean, you know what? Hey, sucketh is good enough for me. Wilderness is good here. I just don't want 2019 to sucketh. I mean, that, that's how you are feeling that's normal. If you failed, if you've had a setback, if you've had a struggle, if your confidence has been rocked, that's what you're going to feel like. But it's the enemy who comes to us, and what he wants for you is to camp out at the edge of the wilderness. He wants you at the edge of the, of the wilderness, because at the edge of the wilderness is, is a really testing place, because you're either going to press forward you're going to turn around and go the other way, or you're going to get stuck. And stuck is where the enemy wants you. He wants you right on the edge, just not quite going into all that God has for you. But God wants you to press forward. He wants you to press forward, go the roundabout way, go into the wilderness so that he can get you battle ready. Don't 
camp on the edge of the wilderness. You gotta press through, you gotta walk through, and if you will go the roundabout way, God will lead you to the fulfillment of the promises that he has made for you. This is what God will do for you. So the Israelites, they, uh, man, they were able to press forward because they just had this confidence. They knew that God was with them because they could visibly see the presence of God. It's fascinating. Verse 21. It's incredible words here. Say this with me. The Lord went ahead of them. The Lord went ahead of them. Come on, tell somebody next to you that you came with or didn't come with, say, God's got you. God's got you. God has got you. God had the children of Israel, and he's got you. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud. He provided light at night with a pillar of fire. The night is where it's the worst because you wake up at 2 a.m., and that is when it's really dark, not just dark in the room, but dark in your soul. It's easy in here. But at 2 a.m. when you're laying in the bed alone by yourself, that's when the enemy starts lying to you and talking to you and telling you all things that this isn't going to happen, that's not going to happen. I'm just a miserable man. What was I thinking? And you're alone in that. But for the children of Israel, man, they had the pillar of fire by night. You have the presence of Almighty God with you. He is always with you, and he is going ahead of you. Think of that. You're just now starting 2019. Like, if that doesn't give you some confidence, because there's a whole lot of 2019 left, right? I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to figure it out on my own. You're going in front of me? That's cool. I can follow that. Wherever, and, and, and what if you were to say in 2019, wherever he leads, that's where I'm going to go. I'm just going to stay right in step behind him. Do you know how powerful your 2019 will be if you just stay right in step with God, just wherever he's going, whatever he's doing? You know what the key is to your success in 2019? Putting God first. If you want to succeed, if you want to keep your head not just above the water, but you want to thrive, you want to get to the other side, to the promises that God has for you, you got to put him first. So I'm eight years old. I don't know how to swim. Uh, and my mom enrolls me in swim classes. And so I go to somebody's house, and I, I just have these pictures. I don't really have the, you know, I was eight. I don't remember a lot about it. I just remember going to this house and being in this backyard, and they had a swimming pool, and this lady taught me how to swim. And, and uh, so I got into the shallow end, and she had a deep end, and I remember seeing her diving board, and I just was like, man, I want to go out. I want to go out that diving board. I want to go out that diving board. But she, she made me do all these stupid drills. It was dumb training. I remember one thing I had to do is I had to hop across the pool. I'm like, I already tried that at the public pool, and they kicked me out. <laughs> then she had me do some kind of seal thing, and I'm like, ar, 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 ar. I'm like, what is this? I was so frustrated. I want to go to the deep end. And then they, did you ever do this? Anybody take, anybody take swim lessons? They do this. You get on the, on the side of the pool and you do the kick thing like this, you know? You're like, I'm not trying out for the Rockettes here. <laughs> but I remember when the day came when she said, hey, Brad, I think you're ready. 
Ready? It's time to go off the diving board. Man, I'm telling you, eight-year-old, I'm like, I got this. I'm, I got this. No floaties. I don't need no floaties. I don't need this nose thing. I remember walking out onto that diving board and being, whoo! Because it was only two feet off the water, but when you're eight, it might as well have been 20 feet off the water. And I remember looking at her, and she had this like, and I had this like, she's like, you could do this. But I remember the confidence that she had, and like, you can do this. And I'm like, I can do this, I can do this. And I remember stepping up to the edge and, and then just jumping for the very first time ever in my life into the deep end and sinking all the way to the bottom. I thought I'm going to drown. I'm going to die right here. I can't breathe. And then all of a sudden, all my training and all my, all my uh, instincts and, and all of my muscle memory kicked in. And, and all of a sudden, I, I swam to the top. I started swimming all over the pool. This is what God will do for you if you don't take the shortcut. This is what God will do for you in your relationships. This is what God will do for you in your finances. This is what God will do for you spiritually. This is what God desires to do in your life. If you say, I'm not going to take the shortcut. I'm going to be over here. I'll wear the floaties and the flippers. I'll do whatever it takes. I want to get to the deep end. I don't know when I'm going to get to the deep end, but I'm trusting God here until one day he moves you to where you want to be. You go the roundabout way and let him get you battle ready. So whatever you're facing, whatever comes your way in 2019, you can say, I'm getting battle ready. I'm not defeated. I'm getting battle ready. I'm getting battle ready. So what area of your life do you need to put God first? Because a lot of times when we pray, we just talk about this idea of like, hey, just fully surrender everything to God. And it's so convenient and so easy for us to say, God, I just give you everything. We sing great songs about it. God, I give you everything. What I want you to do today is just what's one thing? What has God been speaking to you about? What's your one thing that you need to surrender to him and put him first? You need to be first here, God, so that I can have success and I can thrive in 2019. Maybe for you, it's just about putting him in your life. Maybe you're not a follower of Jesus and you've been listening and hearing you've been coming for a while and you're just like man I've been hearing about Jesus and I just I, I think today's the day I need to leave my past behind I need to repent of my sin and I am ready for Jesus to take over my life